Hey guys, welcome to episode two of I Hate That with Sam and Bob. I'm Sam. And I'm Bob. And uh, before we get started on the actual content of the show, we had a couple things we wanted to talk about. Uh, first of all, we are on iTunes after a little brief... Fuck yeah, we are. A brief little... Um, <laughs> problem um, where we got co- rejected copy, copyright <laughs> issue a copyright issue is that what we should call it or should we call it a plagiarism problem well, okay, or I don't really explicit know. content problem it was either some form of copyright or some form of explicit content but i fixed both of them at the same time and then we were approved and they just like didn't tell us so cool glad guess we're gonna make some mistakes again um but no, we're on po- or we're on iTunes podcast now, which is uh, pretty cool. It's it's truly an honor to be amongst the ranks of podcasts like Serial, My Favorite Murder, Twisted Philly, and all those other awesome oh stuff you should know. You ever listen to that with Josh and Chuck? It's pretty great. I mean, it's not as great as this podcast, but it's pretty great. What was the one where they sang the and they made fun of Serial? Oh, um, that's called, um, that show is called, it's, well, that's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell, Don't Kill Me, I think is their, like, pretend episode, but then it's, that show is called, um, it's like, remember the book Sex, Lies, and Audio Tapes, or whatever that that book is, it's like a play on, it's, the whole thing is just a big play on things. It's, but it's incredible. No, they're like five-part episode where they like make fun of Serial with like a well-written musical. It's good. That's worth listening to. I mean, if you like Serial, I mean, who doesn't? But whatever. I still haven't listened to season two or three of Serial, but that's fine. There's no season three. Oh. Sarah Koenig is a fucking liar. <gasps> so, Don't I mean, no offense. She has, her, she has her Pulitzer Prize. She doesn't give a shit anymore. Honestly, I, so, I respect that. Um, I mean, she won $10 million with that Pulitzer Prize. She doesn't need to work goals guys make it so that we can get 10 million dollars please i just i I just found out i owe 200 more a month on my loans so like i'm kind of it's not that we're saying that you have to listen to our podcast we're saying that if you don't we'll both be bankrupt if you don't so we need i'm gonna have to get a sugar daddy and i'm not ready to provide the sugar you know Okay. Yeah, I mean, you could be, you could just get a daddy, I guess. <sighs> Sam, I didn't want to go in this direction with this podcast. Sorry, I gonna, wanted it to be different from our first episode. It's going to get there one day, all right? But, back on track. We also got, right, So, excuse me, sir. <laughs> please, after you. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say that we got hate mail oh, from our coworkers. Yeah, we got hate mail, our first batch of hate mail, thank God. So Sammy and I used to work and run a call center, um, which at an undisclosed college for an undisclosed company, because I don't know if we're allowed to say what it was, but basically we used to just do this, what we're doing right now, but people were getting paid to listen to it and we were getting paid to do it. Now we're fucking doing it for free. So you're welcome. We're providing you a service for free. I used to make fucking $14 an hour to do this bullshit. So now... Our new supervisor, Savannah, who I'd like to give a huge shout out to because she's a loyal fucking follower um, of our cult that we had at that place, the call center. Um, She 
played our podcast for the people that were working the Sunday shift. So we received hate mail from our friend Jennifer, who is a longtime listener to our bullshit and a huge fan of me, at least. I don't know how she feels about Sammy, but she loves me. Um, (laughs) Sam, sorry. I mean, Sam. God, I'm so used to saying your actual name. Gotta keep our disguises intact, you know? Yeah, we're so incognito (laughs) right now. (laughs) So it says, um, it's uh, hate mail from call center Sunday shift is the name of this, the subject line of this email. It says, dear Bob and Sam, as a call center, we decided to support previous workers of this fine establishment and listen to your new podcast. And let me tell you, I need fucking therapy now. That was too much. I gagged like 20 times. I learned a lot, which was okay, but some of these things I would rather not ever know. You've put us all into a spiral of disgust, and I'm upset. Savannah says she went to church this morning and now needs to go again. Victoria is not even religious and needs to confess her sins. Lauren is still speechless <laughs> 10 minutes later. Please keep the disgusting coming. Illy, Jen. Wow. That, Jen. I, Incredible content. I mean, Jen, thanks. Thank you for writing in. Uh, you can reach us at I hate with an eight that podcast at gmail.com. Send us your uh, anger. I mean, we love to hear about it. We'll read it. When I got <laughs> Even that if you call us assholes. That we, it was like, we got an email. I lost my mind. Yeah, I shat my pants, quite frankly. I mean, I couldn't <laughs> deal with it. I even knew the email was coming because Jen texted me to be like, what's your fucking email? Because she obviously didn't listen to the podcast for real. She just pretend listen to it. What a fraud. <sighs> I know. Okay. Um, so should we, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, we got uh, over 100 listens within our first week of posting, which is a lot more than I was expecting. So that was kind of cool. It's a lot more than even the internet says that we should get. So to everyone that listened, to everyone that rate, review, and subscribed our podcast, thank you. We appreciate it. We need you to tell your friends about it too, because it's not just the three things that you have to do. It's not just rate, reviewing, and subscribing. It's rate, review, subscribe, and share. Fucking tell people about this podcast. Sorry, that was very aggressive. Yeah, that was, I felt the anger in that one. Um... (laughs) And finally, my final point before we get started is I went into making this podcast with no intention of any member of my family finding it. Uh, <laughs> to, to, give, to give context, I do not say inappropriate words around my family. It's not like it's like a strict rule or anything. I just You're like a you're like a cheese and crackers kind of person. Yeah, I just like, like don't uh, Yeah. But like in reality when my I'm around my Pam friends, says that. <laughs> I just like I don't say bad words around my family. They're fine with me saying bad words. I just don't. But around my friends, I probably have one of the dirtiest mouths out of all of us. I say You're a, a real trucker. I you're a real a, trucker. I don't know why. I just like I don't know why. But anyway, it's because you have all these pent up emotions that you can't <laughs> express around your parents because they're stifling you. It's because you had horses as a kid. So you feel like you have to live up to that privileged yeah. childhood. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> privileged. <laughs> right. Um, no. So I, I mean, like, I guess I forgot that my dad follows Bobby on Twitter for some reason. And Can I just say, before you continue to tell the story without the anger in it, that the day that Sammy got a text from her dad saying that he was listening to her podcast, she texted me at work, which might I remind you, I teach preschoolers, angry, all caps, full 
anger, she called me Judas, that which is she's not, not true. even fucking Catholic. Yes, it is. It it's is true. not true. You're not even a fucking Christian. I uh, that's how I remember it. So that makes it true. Bobby. There are receipts that I sent you and said, OMFG, and it was my mom, which is how you know it's a lie, because my mom is the one who texted me. What's it like to be a liar, No, Bobby? you texted me and called me Judas. I did That's not. what I'm saying. Are I said, you not OMG, listening? You called yourself Judas, and I will post a screenshot to our Instagram. it's funnier this way. <laughs> did you just fan yourself with money? I want, <laughs> yes, I did. I want everyone listening to know that Bobby just picked up a stack of cash and fanned himself with it to try to assert dominance. <laughs> no, my mom texted me and was like, I just heard you say fuck. And I was like, what? And she was like, I'm learning so much shitting on chest. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> my, my mom can't hear me say this. So I just had to uh, confront the issue and speak to my parents directly. Mom and dad, listen, I have been saying bad words for a very long time since about ninth grade. So I just need to fully say that, you know, shit fuck cunt uh asshole just, i don't cut. know oh my god yeah, i don't know i just have to get everything out of the way you can't just go from zero to a hundred <laughs> i had to i'm sorry listen mom and dad i'm so sorry if you hear about anything else scandalous about me on this podcast i just need you not to acknowledge it and just pretend you never heard okay I mean, because if we have an she, if we have an episode about boys, Bobby, you just said that you're gonna have to get a sugar daddy out loud. Oh, Do I, you realize this? I texted my dad, I need to get a sugar daddy about thirty minutes ago, and he said get on it. So like that's fine. <laughs> okay, so now so that your parents now that, so your parents liked it though they loved it they liked it but I'm still traumatized and my parents know I mean I they liked words. me which is what's so important to me that's the part that I care about they enjoyed me yeah you should probably get like dinner with my parents they still live in Pennsylvania so I'm going to I mean it's pretty much a hike but if they want to come down here uh, I'm into it why don't you go to West Grove hang out with the horses because the sticks really scare me and I can't go out that far it's terrifying to me you know that you're basically Charlie Kelly from Always Sunny, right? He's never left the city. I've never seen that show. Oh I've God. never seen it. I think that you would really enjoy it, but there's one episode where they have to, like, drug him to get him to leave the city because he's too afraid to leave Philadelphia. I went up the mountains uh, probably, like, six weeks ago to visit my Aunt Eileen, and, like, I love her to death, and she's a she's an angel on this earth, and she's always so fun, and she just loves to drink, 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 and I like that in a person, because I like to drink, drink, drink. Retweet. Nobody told me, though, that in the mountains, deer and other wildlife just fucking, like, come near you. <laughs> so, like, I was sitting on the porch... And my fucking stepmother is crouched down on the ground holding, like, apple slices, like, fucking Snow White, feeding deer in front of my face. And I'm just, like, sitting on the porch, like, miserably smoking a cigarette because it's 40 degrees in the mountains, which no one fucking told me it would be cold either. So I didn't prepare for cold weather, so I'm, like, wrapped in a blanket trying to drink coffee, and she's like... Like, feeding deer, and they're just, like, coming over, and they're like, you know... Um, no, when I was little, I used to live in California and we went camping in Yosemite and we had like one of those RVs and the people next to us had a tent. And one day we like woke up and a baby bear had broken into their tent and was eating all their stuff. And no, <laughs> see, that's not acceptable. That's not like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no. no, 
There is a reason that we're the dominant species. We took care of that problem. Bobby, dominant species are the bears who are going to rip you apart because their baby is meddling in your I'd tent. shoot a baby bear. I'd shoot a baby bear. Bobby, I would. I swear to God. Do you know that my nickname when I was little from my mom was bear and I would still fucking shoot one? That's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you should work out in therapy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. Okay, should we get started? Me and Jen can go together. <laughs> yes. Okay, so should we tell everyone what this episode's about? Because it's not just us rambling like fucking morons. Oh, right. So episode two, we decided to go with the topic of, like, cults. And, cults. Uh, cults, not like the football team. Like, cults like Charles Manson. Except, I'm problematic and I have a self-diagnosed defiance disorder, so I decided to go with something <laughs> a little bit different because it's still it's still culty, but because I like to be on brand, as you know. Uh, but it's not really like a traditional cult. But uh, yeah, we can. Do you want to get started on it? All right. Yeah. Let me let me start by telling our fans and listeners a little bit about what a cult is, because I think that there is a misconception in, especially in America. Oh my god, I almost threw up. Yeah, that was really <laughs> gross. <laughs> that was awful. Okay. I think there's like a misconception in America about what cults actually are, because a cult is not a bunch of people who just like kill themselves together. Like that's a mass suicide. That's different. So the term cult, this is according to uh, Wikipedia. I don't know if you've heard of it, but that's where most of my research is from. And I think that when I found a different article later, I gave credit to it. But if not, who fucking cares? I'll just put it in later. The term cult usually refers to a social group defined by its religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs, or its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. So a cult really is what I mean by, like, there's a misconception is that, like, you don't have to be doing crazy shit to be a part of a cult. Like, you can be in a cult, like, Catholicism, for example, does fit... (laughs) (laughs) Greek life. Um, Oh, should we do an entire episode about how much we hate Greek life? I feel like it would be fraudulent of me to say that I hate Greek life when I was in a fraternity and a sorority in college, an active participating member of both aspects of Greek life. You can still hate it. I hated every fucking second of it, to be honest with you. It was so much fucking work. Being that fake for so long is so much work. Okay, anyway, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, you can be a cult. I mean, religions get a special kind of permission because they're sanctioned by God, Jesus Christ, or, you know, Muhammad or whoever. Uh, What's your guy, Yahweh? Um, Bobby, we have the same God. (laughs) Mine came first. No, we definitely do not. My God is Pennywise. Um, No, I'm just kidding. It's obviously Shrek. So. Um, what I, the next fact that I felt was relevant enough to write down from Wikipedia was that cults began to be hunted in the 1940s because Christians didn't like them. I don't know if you've heard of the Inquisition, but when Christians don't like something, people die. So they started the Christian counter-cult movement, which persecuted cults because of their quote-unquote unchristian, unorthodox beliefs, which is funny to me because I don't know if they've ever heard of like fucking Buddhism or like Taoism or any of those other religions that are very different from Christianity. But I guess cults threatened them because they were like, oh, this is not what. Anyway, whatever. Christians so, are wild. 
Here are the different kind of cults, and then I'm going to tell you out of this list what my two favorite are, and then I want to hear what your two favorite kinds are, because I'm interested to see if they're the same. Oh, so we have destructive cults, which are the kind that make you hurt yourself, okay? Then there's doomsday cults, which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Political cults, which is like the Trump campaign. Yeah. Uh, polygamist cults, racist cults, uh, terrorist cults, and bronies. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so when when you say my my favorite, do you mean the one I hate the most? Like, which ones are you the most enticed by to want to research? Because that's what it really comes from. Like, what people aren't understanding is that I have a morbid fascination with this stuff. I hate it in the sense that I would never be a part of it, but I am so interested in it. Well, actually, like, there was one cult. Uh, what was the one where they make people hurt themselves or whatever? Jonestown? No. What? No, no, destructive no, no. Like cults? The, the destructive of... cults? Oh, yeah. So it was a destructive cult called the Ant Hill Kids. And okay. I was going to do them because I was like, this is freaking crazy. Um, it was like if they didn't follow him, he would make them break their own legs and he would like do surgery on them without uh, anesthetic. But like they looked up to him and they followed him and it was like, I actually crazy. feel like I've heard about that. You probably have. Um, but the reason I didn't do that is because I had a really tough week and I wanted to stay light and that was really graphic even though it was spooky I maybe should have stayed on Halloween brand but it's fine uh so probably oh, destructive yeah. happy cults. all Hallows Eve Sammy oh thank god <laughs> October 21st you guys 10 days till Halloween oh my god guys I get know. ready today is my niece's birthday um uh, yeah shout out to Lily you shouldn't be listening to this um I mean I don't care she's already so messed up but what are your two favorite kinds out of those? So destructive cults, and then what do you think would be a big number two? By the way, bronies is not officially <laughs> sanctioned by sociologists as a sect of cults, but um, uh, I think that bronies actually fits into destructive cults, but probably. whatever. They hurt themselves socially. Um, I- <laughs> uh, so my second favorite would probably be political, because I think they're so interesting how people are just like psycho, and it's so relevant right now. I also was thinking about doing like Nazis and the alt-right Nazis, uh, as, oh, fuck them. Can cult. I just say that they do not deserve to be treated like people? I mean, I think that Jesus Christ made a great point when he said that you should love everyone, but I think that if he had known about Nazis, he would say, except for those fucking guys. Well, listen, Jesus was Jewish, so I don't really understand what they fighting about, about Christian. I don't know. Uh, let's not get into it. Anyway, as a podcast, we condemn the Nazis. And if you support the Nazis or their right to free speech, uh, stop listening because we hate you. Sorry. Yeah, or if you are a Nazi, like, I... If you're a Nazi, why? what are you doing here? You have you have a gay person, <laughs> a Jewish person, and we're both feminists. So, like, what are you doing here? Get out. I am not a feminist. Don't you dare you are put a feminist. that on me. I know that you're trying to be, like, edgy, but, like, you're a feminist. I just don't I don't think that women are better than men. I think, Could you imagine if I actually thought that? What if that? you were like dead ass you were like no Sammy like I'm not a feminist. I would be like wait. <laughs> like, wait, wait. Uh, I don't know if we can do this podcast anymore. Like, um anyway, my two favorites. This is where I kind of want to build into. My two favorites are polygamous cults cuz you know how I feel about those plagues. I fucking love polygamous. <laughs> plagues is actually a slur, but who fucking cares? Did you make up that slur? <laughs> is that an official slur? No. Have you ever it's an official slur. Um I don't know if you've ever watched the show Sister Wives. Oh god. But they talk about it on there. Actually, Robin, I shouldn't even slur polygamous because Robin um 
I don't remember what her last name was, but it's Brown now. She was the fourth sister wife brought into that family. I defended her in a Twitter feud one time, and she tweeted back to me with a thank you and a smiley face. my God. Do you remember when Billy Ray Cyrus tweeted me back? That was, like, probably top ten best days of my life. Uh, Yeah, that was pretty incredible. I mean, I've been tweeted by plenty of celebrities, like Karen Kilgariff, when I told her to fucking fight me (laughs) because my parents are grocers and she was talking shit on them on my favorite murder. So, (laughs) Did she say, let's go? (laughs) <laughs> she was like, anytime, I'll be there. Uh, so it was on uh, May 8th, 2017 that that happened, by the way. Incredible. Um, I will never forget that. Anyway. So, yeah. So polygamists and doomsday cults. I love a good doomsday prepper. Um, I love a good polygamist. Um, yeah. So you, I think you should go first mm-hmm. to talk about your cult. And then I, so Sammy looked up one and did a lot of research. I looked up two and did lighter research because she was like, you need to not talk too much because it takes really long to edit it. And she makes yeah. a good point. She is the editor because the other person we reached out to to edit this podcast wanted to be... She was overestimating her role on this show because we... Name her, Bobby. <laughs> Name her. I mean, our friend Kara, because um, I, I called her Kara for our entire friendship. And then fi- like suddenly, six months ago, she was like, You're, everyone is saying my name wrong. And she was like, it's Kara. Kara. Is that, how do you even fucking, I don't know. I, Kara is how you say she's that like, name. She's like, like, it's not Kara, it's Kara. And it's like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> so she basically, we said that she could be executive assistant to the producer so she could be Sammy's assistant, basically, is what we said. But she wants to be, like, the EP of our show. But that would give her power, and she can't have power. It goes right to her fucking I blonde head. I still don't have head. my latte that I ordered a month ago. It's not even a joke anymore. Like, she wants to help us with the show, but she won't get us lattes. Like, that's what we fucking like, need. Like, I get I need all my coffee refilled. States. Where's my latte? I need my coffee refilled, but I can't leave my computer to go fill it up. It's just so annoying. Actually, before you start your thing, can we take a break and I'll get my get some coffee and we can just cut this part? Yeah, actually, that sounds incredible. Let's stop it. So we took, so we're we're back. Took a quick coffee break. We're back. Um. So I started looking up Colts. Um, I wanted to look up lesser known ones to uh to sort of. I don't know. I feel like some of the, the like, famous ones people know about, which is, I don't know. I didn't want to do that much research, so I would only really be telling people, like, what they know. So Right, right, right. But also, an issue that I found when looking up cults is, like, I was kind of the, into the idea of some of them. Just aspects, not so much the violent parts, but, like, one of them, the Order of the Solar Temple, they were like, you know what? Death's an illusion, and we're going to talk about UFOs. That is something I would be super into. I, I think I could get behind that. I mean, UFOs, they're here. They're queer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was one called the Freedomites, and it was just naked anarchy. They would get naked and just, like, burn stuff. Not mad. I mean... I would do that. I mean, that sounds like a Friday night for me. Honestly. <laughs> Um, also my favorite one. That's so stupid. (laughs) My favorite one. Uh, they're called like Reaganism. I don't know how to pronounce it. There's like one of those weird E's with the two dots over it. Did you say Reaganism? No. Like Ronald Reagan? Like, like, I think it's pronounced like realism, but it's spelled R-A-E with the dots over it. L-I-S-M. 
Um, oh. There was one. They just, they're just trying to fuck with you. Yeah, that's just, that's, they're just, just trying rude. to spell it funny. It's realism, yeah. Um, they claimed that they cloned someone. They were like, we have the technology to clone someone, but had no scientific proof at all, had no proof of anything. Well, and- that's why they're a religion. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was like, I was like, you know what? That's, that's really bold that you guys would claim that and then just not back it up at all. Like, that's. No, why should you? I can get behind that, actually. I love that confidence, <laughs> and I would probably be like, you know what? I'll give it, yeah, I'll give it to him. You know what? I mean, I've never seen any proof of the, you know what? It's such bullshit that I'm about to get really angry, but, like, this whole scientific evidence thing, like, I have never seen actual proof that the Earth is not fucking flat. So, say what you will about the curvature of the Earth, like... Uh, what? Uh, oh my god. All the maps that I've always looked at are flat. Bobby, your name is Bob, and you know who's a huge flat earth theorist? Famous R&B rap man, B.O.B. It's actually, uh, it's time for me to make a confession to you, Sammy. <laughs> I am B.O.B. You know, sometimes I wish airplanes in the night sky, like, shooting stars. I mean, that's how I feel sometimes, and you just have to get over it. No, I that's I can't say that I'm B.O.B. That's, I think, a little bit racist. I don't think it's but, racist uh, until you said it was racist. Well, you know what? <laughs> I just have that white guilt, just so much white guilt, just on my soul. And then I have the Catholic guilt on top of it. Ooh, so yeah, I have just all... I just have all... I'm going to hell in a fucking fright train i feel like that's what it should but like fright like f-r-i-g-h-t like it's scary too oh my god okay i'm gonna ignore that (laughs) that is comedy gold because i thought you i thought you pronounced it wrong and i was like okay i'll let it slide and then you were like actually fright okay anyway back to it so, like I said, a little earlier, mad that you just mocked my voice, but that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it's good. I guess it's fine. I just won't do your Valley Girl accent next time. It's whatever. I'll fight you. Anyway, like I said, I want to stay light and I want to stay relevant. So, I went with cult followings because I think that's really interesting that there can be a piece of media or like a person that influences a group of people like crazy. So are you about to tell me that you fucking did Beyonce because no, I will end this I did podcast not do Beyonce. right now. Um so basically a quote following Wait, really quickly, yeah. really quickly. What? I'm so sorry to interrupt you again. Do you remember when she had to put up on stage that she is not god like at her <laughs> tours? Okay. I mean, okay, but isn't that something a god would do? I mean, she I'm not convinced that she isn't some form of a deity, but definitely not the god. No, there's definitely because more than Jay-Z one Because Jay-Z is not good enough to land himself the creator god. It has to be like, she's like the goddess of funky tunes or something. Funky tunes. Okay, Grandma. Yeah, funky tunes. Whatever. Talk about your thing. Okay. Go, please. So, cult followings are just basically a group of fans who are highly dedicated to the work of a certain culture. So, like a subculture. Um, so it's just basically a really small and passionate fan base. Uh, the most famous ones are probably Rocky Horror, uh, The Room, which is this, like, they're making a movie about it with James Franco, so it's probably a little bit more mainstream now, but it's just, like, considered one of the worst movies ever made, and it has this huge cult following of people who, like, quote it and dress up as it and, like, worship the, the actor and the director, even though it's, like, this terrible piece of media, and probably, what is it? Do, what's it about? 
Um, I've never seen it. I think it's about this guy and his girlfriend, but it's like the acting is terrible. The production is terrible. Uh, so they're making the, the, one of the people who worked on the film wrote a book about it and they're making that into a movie with like James Franco and, uh, I think Seth Rogen, but God damn it. I hate James Franco so much. Oh, he's so hot though. Uh, but probably the biggest cult following that I could think of is of the Big Lebowski, where the fans went far enough to make like start an actual religion based on the movie. Yeah. Not a religion that was in the movie, like about the character. So in general, I think cult followings aren't that bad, but uh, sometimes they get really insane, like violent and sexist and racist. I'm gonna talk about the Rick and Morty fan base, which has recently Oh Jesus fucking Christ. It's those really bad. Fucking are those the Szechuan fucking yeah, sauce the lunatics? Yeah, the Szechuan sauce. I have whatever, however the fuck you. I have no. Oh, Bobby, I, I have talk no about time it. for these people, Sammy. Oh, I, talk I have about no it. time for them. So I'm excited. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Um, so for those who don't know, Rick and Morty is a show from Adult Swim. Uh, it's about teenager Morty and his grandpa Rick, and they go through adventures on space and time. Uh, it's usually a pretty good show. Uh, I looked it up, and their fan base uh, is 18 to 34-year-olds. That's from the Nielsen reports. Uh, it's number seven in the top 250 shows on IMDb. So it's like, it's a good show. It's highly rated. And all the episodes dominate weekly charts. Like, even the old ones, once it started to sort of go viral and get popular, because it was mostly underground for the last couple years. Um, but once it started to go, get popular, even the old episodes would, like, dominate charts. So, like I said, the fan base over the last year has grown and when you grow to the size of the Rick and Morty fan base especially on like Adult Swim you get a lot of cringy people uh you get a lot of fucking weirdos that's what you want to say weirdos you're saying cringy what you mean is fucking lunatics well some of them are innocent like I know there's a lot of teenagers and if you look up the compilations on YouTube they like go on musically and they dress up as the characters and they like lip sync it's 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 cute but it's really painful to watch it's not cute <laughs> it is it's not it's so I'm painful so... to watch okay but you also get the bad people so again sexist angry elitist abusive so the show in general is I guess a little bit more subtle with humor than other shows like family guy or like big bang theory or those shows but some of the fans, like the elitist ones, will be like, if you don't like the show, you don't have a high IQ. And it's like, if you want to be in this in this fan club section, you have to be able to prove this theory or like tell us your ideas about this. Like, let me let me remind you, for people who don't watch the show, there's a character named Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And he's a reoccurring character. But but yeah, Rick and Morty is a smart it's it is is the cream of the crop intellectually but they're like they're like you need a high iq to understand this show with a complex mix of science and theoretical physics and nihilism to truly understand rick's character and it's like right mr poopy butthole mr poopy butthole though (laughs) yeah like there's that's not an isolated thing like there's other stuff like that but okay so yeah crappy fan base whatever but they've had some instances over the last i would say year 
both the or the articles I looked at were both within the last like month and a half. So like this is real recent. So I'm going to start with the older and sort of less fun uh, problem that they had. Season three that just premiered uh, over summer. They had two episodes that were co-written by women, Jane Becker and Jessica Gao. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing wrong, G-A-O. Um, Who cares? Who fucking cares? Don't <laughs> apologize. Um, Who cares? She's never going to listen to this. Right, honestly. <laughs> so episode two and three were writ- written by women. And I get, I don't know, I didn't mind them. Again, I watched the show. I liked the show. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even know they were written by women. But I guess it, like, didn't flow well with the, uh, the other fans. So Rick and Morty fans, the crazy ones, took it upon themselves to go to Twitter and harass the women. They were threatening them, blaming them for ruining the show. Uh, for, for what? Because they didn't like the episode. Because women wrote it. Because they're fucking sexist pieces of trash. Yeah, because they're they garbage are, What's people. that character's name? Mr. Poopy Pants? Mr. Poopy Butthole, Bobby. <laughs> get it right. Mr. Poopy Butthole. Mr. Poopy Butthole's a saint, and he would never be racist or sexist. So... Basically, they're, like, sending rape threats. They're, like, threatening their families. They're threatening to ruin their lives over two episodes of a TV show. And it got so far that the Reddit moderators had to get involved and be like, hey, guys, like, this is not what we're about. Like, you need to, like, a very in-depth thing. I didn't really want to get into the Reddit thing because, like, the co-creator, Dan Harmon, he was even brought forward to speak out about it um when both of the women were doxxed so if you don't know what doxing is it means that just people on the internet will have their personal information put online um it's usually addresses phone numbers personal connections and sometimes social security numbers so because these two women worked on a show that a bunch of shitty boys decided they didn't like the episode they had all of their personal information put online, which has the possibility to like ruin their lives, especially if it's social security numbers. I mean, how how do you even get someone's social security number? I don't even know where to find my social security right. number. Yeah, I like I don't know, but is the NSA doing this? Is it a smear campaign by Russia? Like who is responsible? No, it's a bunch for, of what did you say it was doxing? Doxing. D O X doxing. Okay. Because doxing. it's a bunch it. of creepy little gremlins that took it upon themselves to decide the that, like... The word makes me black out. I can't hear that word. It makes me uncomfortable. It, I, have you ever been on... No, I, I don't want to get a virus on my computer. Girl, it is wild. Um, <laughs> Girl, so, let me tell you. <laughs> so, basically, co-creator Dan Harmon spoke out and said, these knobs, they want to protect content they think they own and somehow combine it with Combine that with their need to be proud of something they have, which is often only their race or gender. It's offensive to me, someone who was born white and male and still works harder than them, that there's some white male fan out there trying to further some creepy agenda by protecting my work. I've made no bones about the fact that I loathe these people. It fucking sucks. And the only thing I can say is that if you're lucky enough to make a show that that really good people like, that it means some bad people are going to like it too. And he also said, I want to scream at my computer, you idiots. We all write the show together. So basically, Dan Harmon was still writing the show, and so was Justin Roiland, who's the other co-creator. But they just had women on staff when they were writing it, and the women are the one to blame. But, like, do these people, these cringy internet freaks, if I may call them freaks... You may. 
uh, do they understand that when writing happens for a TV show, someone doesn't sit down with a big fat legal pad and a fucking pen and just like write out the whole episode? No, like Bobby, people sit idiots. in a room and have conversation and they go and they get fucking stoned. They get yeah. stoned and then they go, what would be a really funny scenario? What do we put our characters into? And they come up with things like Mr. Poopy Butthole. And that's like, that's fucking funny. That's because funny. The thing is, these these fans have this complex that they're like these smart and like educated individuals when really they don't know shit about anything or like especially how the media industry works clearly by how they demonstrated themselves when they found out it was written by women. I think the episode, because I think the episode that one of them wrote was the Pickle Rick episode, which I'm sure if you have any form of social media, you've seen that. It's not funny. I, it's like, okay, it's like, it's like, oh, Pickle Rick, haha. But people are like, oh yeah, Pickle Rick, oh my god. And it, it's not funny. It's haha. But was that not. just your voice? Is that what we just I'm heard? So angry right now, Bobby. <laughs> I mean, should we say it? Dare I say it? I hate I it, hate Bobby. That. I hate it. I hate, I hate that. that. Okay. Okay. Thank God. Sorry. That was... <laughs> I got real heated, and we're only on the first part of what they did. So, basically, shitty people doing shitty things to women. What else is new? So, the funnier one is the Szechuan sauce, Bobby. Szechuan. Szechuan. Do they know... Do they know that it is, that Szechuan sauce, Szechuan, Szechuan, I don't know how to say it. Do they know that it is probably just ketchup, mayonnaise, and soy sauce mixed together? Or are they just... Bobby, the real question is, do they know that you can buy it at Walmart for $3? (laughs) I looked it up. (laughs) Hold on, I get to it. Okay. So basically, some background information about... Good old fucking Walmart. I bet you get a fucking barrel of it, too, for $3 at Walmart. You can get anything at Walmart in a barrel, Bobby. Come on. Okay. (laughs) So. (laughs) So, we're going... That's so true. We're going to get sued by Walmart. Good. Honestly, I need it. (sighs) Okay. So, background information about the Szechuan sauce. Season 3, episode 1... Uh, is all about Rick escaping from this like soul like uh, space jail or something and like he basically I can't remember the exact details of the episode but he like kills a bunch of people and he like rips apart his family again that's like his thing he like is always ruining his family and at the very end he goes on this rant about his motive for doing all that he does is to get the 1998 Mulan promotional Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. Mickey D's. So that's the whole the whole thing is that he is willing to fuck up his entire family, everyone else's life, for something as stupid as sauce. Which is like what the joke is. The joke is not that like... First of all, how dare you. First of all, how dare you. Szechuan sauce is a highly intellectual... <laughs> process of distilling different kinds of ingredients to create the ultimate sauce. Bobby, are you How one of them? How dare you, first of all? <laughs> are you, like, super shook right now? And you like... I am so tired of you accusing me of being an antisocial kind of person. Like, first you call me a fucking brony, Bobby, then I know you call you, me a furry. I know you're a brony. You're so anti-brony and always watching My Little Pony to the point where I know that you're a brony. I get I'm it. a fucking preschool teacher, Okay cute cover-up anyway so the joke is to show that rick is selfish his motives are stupid 
and that like he's not someone to look up to. However, the intellectual fan base took it as Szechuan <laughs> sauce is the reason for life. They started <laughs> harassing McDonald's. It went completely viral. They were like, bring the promotion back. We need the promotion. Bring back the Mulan sauce. So, again, literally just stir fry sauce. I looked it up. You can get it at Walmart. The spicy kind is $3, and the other kind is $15, which I get. Kind of pricey. But... I mean, they're not spending their money on dates, so what the <gasps> fuck out? I mean... It... <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? So basically, McDonald's decides to not talk to the creators of Rick and Morty, to not talk to Adult Swim, and just bring the sauce back by, like, indirectly marketing to the fans. So they, they I think that they had, maybe they talked to Adult Swim because I think they had some of the, uh, the branding for Rick and Morty, but they did not talk to the creators. They didn't talk, like ask them at all why bother right like why not so basically mcdonald's dumb as hell did severely underestimated the enthusiasm of the fans they were releasing the sauce at select locations um basically people went bonkers they treated it like comic-con where they dressed up and lined up for hours they were like yelling what were they yelling pickle rick at everyone <laughs> <laughs> okay but did you see the videos online of that guy McDonald's jumping on the counter employees? no i didn't oh, see that one it's so I, cringy i saw a video of three mcdonald's employees who clearly were just fucking they make what 750 an hour not if. enough to deal with that bullshit no they're laughing at people actually crying because they didn't get Szechuan sauce. And they're, like, crying their eyes out, like, in fucking... I've seen, like, Rick and yeah, Morty, like, hair. costumes or yeah. whatever. The big, giant Yu-Gi-Oh hair and, like, the whole... I guess, I mean, that's probably... It's more like an anime thing, but whatever. whatever. So, like, it's big... But they're not an anime show, are they? No, they're just animated. They're just, like, American cartoon, yeah. right? So then, all right. So it's, like, very... But very Yu-Gi-Oh-esque with the giant hair crying like adult men like sobbing. adult like, men that, that's what i meant to bring up in the last one remember the age the age group is 18 to 34 grown ass mostly men harassing women because they didn't like an episode and storming mcdonald's in their cosplay because of a promotional sauce and people wonder how Donald Trump won the election. I'm sure, honestly. I'm sure most of them are Trump supporters, if we're being It's real. because we have little dick boys crying over Szechuan sauce instead of reading the fucking newspaper and waking up to what's happening in this fucking country. And it's also because, oh, like, I just didn't like Hillary. I don't know why, so I voted for Trump. It's like, you didn't like Hillary because she's Hillary a Hillary's a liar. Uh, Hillary's a liar. What about the emails? Did you know that everyone in the fucking government uses a private email server? Do you know oh, that? Because ooh, Bobby, if I'm you bad. have private emails, if you have a private email server, then you can't access a Freedom of Information Act request to get the email content. Uh, if it's on a government server, you can put a Freedom of Information request in. And and about fucking how get educated, everyone in the goddamn White House right now is using a private email server, but no one's saying anything about it. <sighs> Donald Trump is still tweeting from a fucking BlackBerry that he had ten years ago. Donald Trump told Puerto Rico that they were wasting our budget. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Alright, are I'm you sweating. are you feel better? 
Yeah. <laughs> Do I'm you fine. feel better? <laughs> okay. Anyway, so. I'm a little heated. Yeah. Literally, emotionally. I'm wearing a sweater. It's really hot. I think the heat is still on in my apartment and it's like 70 degrees outside. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to Szechuan sauce. So, yeah, no, let's let's go back to that. So basically, <laughs> upon hearing that there was not enough Szechuan sauce at every location, fans went crazy, started harassing employees, jumping on counters, like breaking things. I think they even started fighting each other. Like when people would get the sauce and walk away, people would like fight them. I read that one person got stabbed, but I did not do fact checking. But you know what? We don't fact check on this podcast. So guess what? Someone got stabbed. Why would we fact check? The, the fucking government doesn't. Why should we? Free. Let me just tweet a picture from four years ago and pretend like it just happened. Are you referencing <laughs> Pence at the Colts game? I, oh I my might God, be. Bobby. I might be. Bobby, he was at the Colts game. And guess what we're talking about in this episode? Fucking Colts. It's all a conspiracy. That prick. That little dick prick. He's a fucking pickle Rick. Do not give him the honor. I hate Pickle Rick and do not give Pence the honor of being Pickle Rick. You didn't have to say his name. Now we're now we're committing libel or slander or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> freedom of speech, Bobby. Government can't say shit. <clears throat> so, people who got the sauce and got out without getting stabbed either oh ate it or they listed it on eBay. So... When I, when it like first happened and like it was viral and people were freaking out, I saw some McDonald's sized packets, regular packets with like the Rick and Morty logo of Szechuan sauce going for like a thousand dollars on eBay, like for one packet and the receipt for proof or something. So, well, that makes sense because why wouldn't it go for a thousand dollars? And now I think two weeks later, maybe three weeks later, I went on eBay last night and there are still... Packets of Szechuan sauce being sold and bid on for like two to three hundred dollars, which is absurd. Like two hundred dollars for one packet or for a case? For packet, Bobby. Like you know those little plastic little packets with the like peel off top that's oh. like an. Inch? Oh yeah, I'm f- I'm familiar with the McDonald's <laughs> packet. I mean, it's like they've started that. I think Taco Bell has the funny sayings on theirs. Oh, like Taco Bell. Ugh, Taco, Taco Bell, Bell we would should never get Taco do Bell. this, and that's how you know to trust Taco Bell. So, the creators spoke out, and they were like, uh, "By the way, we were not consulted about this. We think it was handled really, really poorly, and we're just asking our fans to." Be nice to employees. Like, don't be douchebags. I mean, like, the creators have spoken out and been like, we hate you. Stop. And there's still... I don't understand how you could just, like... How do you think it feels to hate your fan base? Like, honestly. I mean, he, he's been like... He's been like, I like the fans who aren't assholes. But, like, I mean, they're they're aware that, that their fans are douchebags. But it sucks, because I feel like yeah. for a really long time, the fan base was really cool. And then since it blew up, all these people are like freaking crazy so basically that's the szechuan sauce and i found this post on tumblr by user thank god renata r-e-n-e-h-t-a and i thought it really summarized the whole issue with the rick and morty fan base thinking whatever um so it says it also talks about mad men and bojack horseman so it says 
Rick Sanchez, Don Draper, and Bojack Horseman are three examples of a popular male t character trope. The intelligent, talented, toxic, disconnected, detached man who fails to connect with others and is consistently and wildly self-destructive in his quest to fill an emotional void with anything but human connection. The problem with this character archetype is that a lot of people, a specific sub subset of men in particular, miss the entire point of the character. They're so easily sucked in by the flashy veneer of masculine bravado on the surface of these damaged characters that they fail to understand why the characters are presented this way. You do not want to be like them. You are not supposed to identify with them or find them relatable. You are not supposed to sincerely root for them. They are, they are anti-heroes. In spite of being the protagonist, Rick, Don, and Bojack are almost never the good guy in any given scenario. They're almost always selfishly motivated and explicitly harming innocent people for their own gain. Idolizing them as an ideal or something to aspire to entirely misses the concept of the characters and worse, celebrates behavior that is explicitly shown to be toxic. If you identify as Rick, then your enti the entire concept of the show has completely gone over your head, which I love because these people think that like, they're like modeling themselves after these toxic characters when it's like, you think you're so smart and that you get the show, but really like, you're just an idiot. Like you're dumb. Yeah, I mean, they're boobs. That's what they are. To quote um, Megan from uh, Drake and Josh, they're a bunch of boobs. All about of them. a non-toxic show, Drake and Josh. I mean, <sighs> R.I.P. So, Bobby, in summation, so is, that, is that I hate the toxic Rick and Morty fan base, and I think that they should go away. I mean, Plus, bravo! That was incredible, Sammy. Now let's see Thank if I you. Get doxed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll just get right into my my half then, yeah? Woo! You ready? Yeah. Mine is darker. <laughs> my, <laughs> I'll just put that out there. It's darker, it it's, it's kinkier, yeah. and it's a little bit close to home. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> this is about the call center. No. Ugh, ugh. Okay. So, the cult, I did two. I picked two, but I don't really have too many facts. Like, that was a really in-depth analyzation. Oh, that's not a word. Analysis? Oh, how about Again, that, that English, English degree, degree just fucking <laughs> <laughs> ruining me. <laughs> I hate us. Okay. Me too. I mean, honestly, that's why we're doing this fucking podcast. Honestly. So, what I want to start with is basically my favorite religion that exists on the earth today oh, is Mormonism. Oh, God. Okay. Mormons. Mormons. Okay. So Mormonism, the official title for the, for the Mormon church is the Church of Latter-day, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I always mess that up. It's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the LDS church. That okay? is a lot of words. They used to perform plural marriages, which is not the same thing as, like, plural marriages just means more than two people involved in a marriage. Mm -hmm. So it can either be polygamy, which is one man with multiple wives, or polygonanny, whatever that word oh, yeah. is, that means that it's one wife with multiple husbands. It's either way. So what's really interesting about Mormons is that they are almost entirely found in Utah, um, like Salt Lake City to be specific. Um because Utah has really loose laws about <laughs> marriage. So when Utah was getting ratified as a state, the United States government, like the F Confederation, whatever it was at that time of states, didn't want to give Utah statehood because they allowed plural marriages. <laughs> 
you imagine so just like a separate Mormon, country in the middle of our country? I, it really almost is, honestly. It's a different world. So the LDS church almost kept Utah from becoming a state, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> incredible. So other things about Mormonism before I get into the actual cult that I want to talk about, because I'm not here to say that Mormonism is a cult. It's a religion. It has some cultish aspects, but it is officially recognized by the United States government as a religion. They are tax sanctioned. So, which is bullshit, because I could fucking get some people to wear some magic fucking underwear, and then I don't have to pay taxes either. So magic underwear. Mitt Romney. Yeah. Go- yeah, underwear. Mitt Romney is a Mormon. That's what yeah. he is. Bobby, so, I'm from, like, I lived in Idaho for seven years, and so a lot of people... Don't you dare tell me that you're a Mormon. No, a lot of people who I went to, uh, like, elementary school with are Mormon, and they, like, a couple years ago, when they all turned 18, they all went on missions, and I had to freaking see about it on Facebook, and it's like, y'all, you know they hate you, right? Like, you're not, they don't are like you. Are you... All right. So here's something that you should know about me, Sammy. I have been inside a Mormon temple before. How was that? So they opened a Mormon temple in Center City, Philadelphia, and when they were still doing tours, I had to go, obviously, because I'm fascinated by this shit. I hate it, but I'm fascinated by it. The whole time that I was there, I was there with two of my good friends, it felt like they were hiding something. It felt suspicious Mm -hmm. because we would go to rooms and there'd be, like, dark hallways with, like, light screaming coming out of them. And they would just be like, oh, don't mind that. It's not important. What's that accent? It's it's the accent that all the Mormons had. It's a Utah accent. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what people from Utah sound like. So... Mormonism is sin, I think, honestly, because they practice plural marriage, which Jesus Christ has said is against the rules, because, um, you know, he wasn't rude. married, so. And then they have magic underwear. I don't know. This isn't really about Mormonism, though. This is about a sect of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints called the Church of Jesus Christ Restored. Oh, geez. Okay? So this is the first cult that I want to talk about, because I have the two. So the Church of Jesus Christ Restored is a Latter-day Saint offshoot. It had about 80 members at its highest point. It has 40 members currently. Okay? Ooh, it was founded by... <laughs> didn't <laughs> yeah, didn't I mean, do great. We have, we have more listeners to this podcast than they have members to their cult. Body. So could start a religion? I mean, the, there hey, are two goals us. of this podcast. Email us if you're interested in starting a religion following us. You don't get to be leaders, but, like, if you want to, you know... She doesn't even no, but and there, I promise there won't be weird sex stuff. Mm-hmm. Yet, <laughs> um, at, at first, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it was founded by Stanley King in the 1960s. It used to run out of a farmhouse in Sauble Beach, which is in is Utah. There's a beach I think, in Utah. Sauble Beach. It's like a place. No, I think it's just like called Beach. Oh, I don't think it actually beach? is a beach. Yeah. But now it currently resides in a bankrupt ski resort, a bankrupt ski resort, which is a setting for an episode of fucking Scooby-Doo. So I don't know what kind of spooky shit is going on with this place, but they're at a bankrupt ski resort near Chatsworth, Ontario. So they've moved to Canada. So the right? beach Ontario's is in Canada, in Canada? Bobby, is what you're saying. No, I don't think that they were always in Canada. Oh, I think okay. they were in Utah. I don't know. I didn't really look into that that deeply. You know what, Bobby? So everything we say on this podcast is true. So yeah, there's a beach in in Utah. I mean, yeah, it's not landlocked anymore. I guess um, I have that. Update lake. your maps, people. So yeah, Salt Lake, right? That's what Salt Lake City. I've been I mean, there. there's a 
Is there a lake called Salt Lake? Is that I, think, I don't I don't know. Right, just, <laughs> just don't let people know how stupid we are. <laughs> so, um, the founder Stanley King reinstated plural marriage for his people. Also, by the way, all this information is from Wikipedia right now, and then it's gonna um, in the next article. I got a different source, but this is all from Wikipedia. The founder uh, reinstated plural marriage for his people, making it possible for them to marry more than one person. So, Carol Christie, a former member, alleged that King already had three church, and that's air quotes around church wives, by the time that she agreed to marry him. So here's the thing about that statement, is that she says, oh, well, he already had three church wives, but I just said, sure, anyway. Like, what the fuck? Like... Could you imagine if you're, like, dating someone and, like, oh, by the way, I want you to meet my wives. Yeah. Anyway, she was, like, by the time she agreed to marry him, then she said um, that one of them, oh, she said even better, one of them was 14 at the time. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, one of his church wives, so they're not his actual wives, they're his church wives. Wait, but like, what does she that was mean? was 14 at the time. It means that he can't legally marry them, so he's married them spiritually. Oh, yeah, I watched Big Love, so I guess I remember that. There was, like, a 14-year-old who right. married Right, that's where I got man. the word plig from. Big Love. They write it on the side of the house one time. You, say, you said Sister Wives. No, it's not from Sister Wives, but I couldn't think of the name of that show oh, at the time. So I said I, I Sister Wives, Big but love. Big Love, yeah. No, it's a good one. So then, Christy, she continues to spill the tea, obviously, and she says that King later married three younger women, ranging in age from 10 to 17. Oh, so he was just, like, he was just going for it. I'd like to point out that 10 to 17 does not in any way fit the legal range for marriage or for sexual encounters. Or for just, like, decent human being. I mean, have you seen a 10-year-old recently? Actually, no, I don't think... Actually, yeah, I have. They're... They're babies. They're babies. They're babies. How can you do that? They're prepubescent. It's disgusting. I hate that. I hate hate that. Yeah. I freaking... I spend a lot of time with 10-year-olds during the summer because that's what, like, my other job is. And, like, I can't... Those poor kids, I would murder someone if I found out that was happening to them. I would murder someone. I can't even, like... Violently. Process that. It's disgusting. So the church also, fun fact, the church also has a printing business Mm -hmm. to keep everything on the up and up. Like, they want people to think they're a legit thing. Like, why are all these people here all the time? It's called Resto Graphics. They're based out of Mississauga, Ontario. Um, And, I mean, I personally feel like they probably do the printing for, like, the shitty people in the world. Like, the KKK, when they need some pamphlets printed up. I mean, you can't really go to, like, Kinko's for that. You have to go to the the Resto Graphics. Right. Does Kinko's even exist anymore? I don't even... I don't know. So, yeah. So this place has, like, a following where basically they think that their leader is... This is the thing about the Church of Latter-day Saints um, of Jesus Christ or whatever. Is that, like, they always think that their leader is, like, God. Mm -hmm. Like, Jesus. Like, he... So, like... When King died of a stroke in 1986... um, And all the church members live in the ski resort, by the way. Like, it's a compound that they all live at together. Did they buy it, or are they just, like, living there? I think they just live there. They're squatting oh, with their printing business. So they just wheeled in their printing presses, and they just are printing <laughs> pamphlets about how everything you know about religion is a lie. So they refused to bury his body. Rather, they prayed for a resurrection. Oh. Um, but unfortunately, he stayed dead. Oh, so, like, a, a person would. Right. It didn't really work out for them. <laughs> so then... Um, 
King's son, Fred King, which he had two sons, Fred and then some other guy who doesn't ever get named. I didn't really look for his name either. Um, he gets charged along with his brother on 31 counts. So they've been caught. They're like, they're not, it's not like a, it's a continuing cult in the sense that people still follow it, but they're not allowed to live where they were anymore. Right. I don't think. Because these guys are in jail. So they were caught on 31 counts between 1978 to 2008. The crimes include sexual exploitation, sexual interference, three counts of sexual assault, three counts of assault causing bodily harm, four counts of uttering death threats, two counts of assault with a weapon, and ten counts of assault. Jeez. They were piling on. God only knows what they were doing to people inside of that compound. I couldn't find any information about what the actual, like, what the crimes were all about. Mm -hmm. Basically, they were abusing their membership, though, and obviously there was a lot of sexual abuse going on if they're... If he's marrying girls from the age of 10 to 17. Yeah. So that is the Church of Jesus Christ Restored. Basically, Stanley King is Jesus Christ Restored. Okay. That's what it is. I'm glad that he has that kind of confidence. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't resurrect, and I think that that's the big Christian thing is that Jesus resurrected. So that's probably a little bit disappointing. Put your money where your mouth is, King. Come on. Right. You have to be able to come back from the dead. Yeah. Loser. So that's kind of the theme for the other cult that I went to. And this cult was much more interesting to me, Mm -hmm. actually. I almost regretted the first one that I did because it was slightly boring. (sighs) Great. Okay. So this one is called the Unification Church of the United States. Okay. That sounds spooky. So it's a new religious movement in the United States of America. It began in the 1950s when missionaries were sent by Sun... Young, I didn't look up how to say his middle name. I should have because it's disrespectful, but also he's a cult leader. So who really cares? Right. But I'm going to take my best guess. It's His name is Sun Moon, but he has like a middle name. I'm not really sure if that's how names from Japan work, but it's like Sun Myung Moon. So his name is Sun Moon. Okay. Oh, that's a nice name. So he sent missionaries from Japan and South Korea. And I'm going to refer to him as Moon for the rest of the article. Love it. Um, because that's what I did. So... In 1965, Moon visited the United States and established what he referred to as holy grounds in each of the 48 contiguous United States. He never made it to Alaska and Hawaii. He was just too busy. I get that. So by the late 70s, they had almost 5,000 members. Okay? From the missionary work that was being done from people coming from Japan and South Korea and, like, recruiting in the United States. Mm -hmm. So 5,000 members. Imagine if we had 5,000 listeners. Japan were... Coming to America, recruiting people, and bringing them back to Japan? No, they were setting up churches here, like holy grounds. Like he came after he sent them in the 50s to kind of gain some interest. Like they would go door to door and be like, hey, do you have a minute to talk about Jesus Christ? That kind of thing. Yeah, so kind of like Jehovah's Witnesses a little bit. But then in 1965, after his missionaries, which were from Japan and South Korea, had been here for like 15 years, he came and visited himself in 65. So by the late 70s, another 15 years later, Mm -hmm. they had almost 5,000 members. Okay? In 1971, he finally moves here permanently. Okay? He's their prophet and their leader. Mm -hmm. All right? And he finally moves here. By 1976... The leader was speaking to 300,000 people in front of the Washington Monument. Oh, my God. Their membership had increased dramatically. Yeah. So, you might say, why? What is he offering? What is he... What is... What's the great thing about this? Okay. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. But, basically, so all the members went around and set up places throughout the country where members could live. Mm-hmm. So, they were building giant, like, cult grounds. Like, basically, communes, essentially, for people to live on. 
okay? So here are the things about the cult that are interesting and controversial because the forward face that they put out is not the interesting part ever. I mean, who gives a fuck about the fact that they say that they're going to save our lives? I want to know what the weird shit is you're doing. Right. So Moon believed, like many psychopaths, that he was the second coming of Christ. Great. This is a problem, obviously, because uh, Jews and Catholics have an issue with that. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jews don't believe that Jesus has even come yet. And... Catholics are obviously not a big fan of their second coming. I mean, I think it has something to do with the fact that he's Chinese and not American, but or not Chinese, Japanese, but I'll just say Asian. Let me just cover my bases and say Asian. Great. Because, you know, those red-blooded American Catholics, Jesus has to be Catholic. Or... <laughs> <laughs> right, no, Jesus American, is white, even though he lived Jesus in the Middle Jesus was a East. white American man. Great. He was American before America existed. Yeah, obviously. Duh. So people were getting into this cult and especially if you think about the time it's the late 60s early 70s everyone's into drugs everyone's having a good time this is when deprogrammers were really big do you know what a deprogrammer is it sounds familiar it's like a therapist who goes in and gets you to not be brainwashed anymore so like they take you out of a risky situation I mean, there probably are some who are brainwashers, but basically parents, like the parents of the people involved in this cult, were sending deprogrammers in en masse to get their children out because they were so freaked out by it. So like there'd be a day where your kid would just be like, bye, I'm going to join this thing. I'm leaving forever. And then a year later, you'd be like, whoa, we need to get them out of here. So they send the deprogrammers and get them out. Moon was eventually convicted, um for willfully filing in tax documents wrong or filling in tax documents wrong and lying. He's a liar. Would you believe that about (laughs) somebody who claimed to be the second coming of Christ? He's a liar. Um, The other thing that really is interesting about him is that he was a matchmaker. That was his big, like, moon, that was his big thing. Like, he didn't, he was Jesus Christ matchmaker, you know? That'd be a really good reality show. (laughs) Jesus Christ matchmaker. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine if Jesus came back to Earth and he was a fucking reality okay, TV show as, host? Okay, silly Jesus is not the reincarnation of Jesus. He has to be the real Jesus. I mean, he's got like 100,000 followers on Instagram, yeah. so... I mean, to be fair, the real Jesus would probably have like millions. I don't want to like dock him on that, but... I think, like, it's a billion, actually, if you, like, look at the Catholics in the world, because the Jews wouldn't follow him. I mean... The Jews would probably, like, pity follow and be like, sorry. (laughs) We thought we were right. Our bad. So, he was a matchmaker, but he taught, like, his preachings were that romantic love led to sexual promiscuity. So, he picked who was having sex with who and when. Oh. Because you didn't get to be romantic. Like, you couldn't love somebody. You had to just do what Moon was saying. So if he said, hey, you two, go into the smush room and <laughs> do it. I imagine that they had a smush room in every compound. God, I hope so. so. I mean, How- and all of this information, by the way, is from mirror.co.uk, an article that they had. I didn't write down the name of the article. But That's if right. you just Google this guy, it's one of the first articles that pops up. Right. Um, So he was also a megalomaniac businessman who built a multi-billion dollar empire of newspapers, TV stations, and arms. Okay? So he had had newspapers, TV stations, and weapons. Great. A true renaissance man. Was he preparing... (laughs) Was... But was he preparing to overtake the government? Yes or no? Who's not? 
That's the right question. At NSA. No, I mean, so he actually, he founded CNN. Could you imagine if he was the reason CNN existed? For a second, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, that's obviously just a lie. Um, he also claims to have spoken to Jesus, God, Moses, and the Buddha, which is interesting to me because, like, I get Jesus, okay. God, and Moses. Cool. They're kind of in the same little yeah. bubble of, like, Jesus and God are the same people, first of all. Yeah. And then Moses is, like, just some other guy who talked to a burning bush. But then Buddha? Buddha's in a different world. Yeah. He's, like, a different timeline. He's, like, yeah, separate. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I also, I should have probably put these facts about him in order, is, <laughs> is what I'm now thinking. It doesn't matter. Because when he started, so he was preaching in North Korea. In where? Okay? North Korea? North Korea, yeah. He was Ooh. preaching about, well, during the time that King Jong-il was in charge, he was, like, preaching about love and about being God and all that stuff, and I mean, he didn't like that. So he and his wife were imprisoned, and his wife was pregnant, and he left. Oh, her. He solid, just left the country guy. to start a religion. <laughs> um, and then at the age of 40, he married a 17-year-old girl, mm. and they were referred to as the true parents of mankind. That's a lot of pressure for a 17-year-old. <laughs> the tr- is that What he means to say, I think, is that he's a pedophile. Yeah. You can't be 40 and marry a 17-year-old and go, no, it's fine, because we're Adam and Eve. We're the true parents of mankind. I'm Jesus. Like, pick like, one. Pick a hat. You can't be all of these people at once. <laughs> it's not a thing. I mean, also, this poor 17-year-old, like, did she have a choice? Probably not. No, he was like, yo, you want to, like, scam? And she was like, sure. Yeah, daddy. Okay, there's even, I mean, there's even more. It's just, this guy sounds truly crazy, and that's what I like about him. Yeah. So, the arranged marriages that he would set up, which is the most interesting part to me, because he would just arrange marriages and marry people, okay? They led to, like, really strange matchups. Like, he arranged a 71-year-old African Catholic Archbishop. Process what I just said. 71-year-old African Catholic Archbishop wed a 43-year-old Korean acupuncturist. That is specific. Those are different universes of worlds, like <laughs> different universes of worlds. But like, where would they even meet? Like, they're not going to meet on Match. dot com. They're going to meet Jesus Christ Mass Major Maker. <laughs> um, he's also in the Guinness Book of World Records. Whoa. Um. Yeah, he's in the Guinness Book of World Records for marrying the most people at the same time. I I bet Ellen could outdo him. Come on. <laughs> I don't think that she's Jesus Christ. Um, excuse me. All right, so he married 6,516 identically dressed couples at Seoul's Olympic Stadium at the same time. 6,000 people or 6,000 couples? Couples. Ah! 6,516 couples. That's a lot of people. It's like 12, it's like 13,000 people. We're just like, I guess I'll get married today. Like, why not? So here's the best part. This is the part that's most fascinating to me. He married all these people, but in this religion, the Unification Church, newlyweds were expected to stay celibate. Okay? okay? Celibate until 40 days after the marriage was complete. So you get married and you have to be celibate for 40 days because they have to prove that their marriage is on a higher plane of existence. What? 
I mean, isn't it like a trope in every movie that you're supposed to get married so you can, you know, like, capitalize on that? You know, like, christen the bed or whatever, christen it, whatever that's called. <laughs> yeah, like, Get that's... the ship a-rockin'. <laughs> I mean, that's why, like, religious people get married so young, because they're like, I want to bang, and I can't bang until I'm married, so let's just, like, <laughs> sign some documents. Bang. I want to bang. I want to bang so bad. <laughs> I know so many people who got married at, like, 18, probably because they were, like, itching and scratching, and they were like, I gotta, come on. I gotta get this out somehow. <laughs> like, that, that Viner guy who was, like, a virgin till he was, like, 26, and then finally got married. Joe Jonas? No. Is that who you're talking about? <laughs> no, the, the Viner guy, and then, like, after his wedding night, he was like, not a virgin, <gasps> hashtag married. I know who you're talking about. I know yeah. who you're talking about. He was one of those, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And he tweeted, like, a thousand, he was like, oh, He would not stop talking about yeah, it. Yeah, people were like, dude, like, you're acting like a 16-year-old right now. Like, you're, like, 27. We yeah. get it. So, here's the, here's where it gets better, okay? So, they had to right. stay celibate for 40 days. After 40 days, they had to participate in a three-day ritual where the sexual positions were all chosen by the leader. <laughs> okay so they 40 days of celibacy and then three days of non-stop leader chosen sex wow that's i just can you imagine that scenario where he's like hey you got a doggy style again and they're like again come on (laughs) i'm tired (laughs) can i have a v8 or something i'm just so tired (laughs) so some celebrity facts okay okay there are previous presidents who admired him. Okay. Okay. Reagan, mm-hmm. Bush, oh. and George W. Bush. Of course. All have publicly said that they admired Moon and his following. Okay. I mean, he's in the Guinness Book of World Records. I bet you W, that's all he read while he was in the office. So he just had a big fat copy of the Guinness Book of World Records. He's like, well, how do I get in here? I like the pictures. <laughs> Um, he one time had a meeting with Elvis Presley about making a movie with him about Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. So a movie, it was a biography, I guess. Man of I don't, many talents. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, I didn't know that Elvis was into the movie business, but was Elvis, he? I don't know. I feel like, was he? Who cares about fucking Elvis? Elvis was I don't. gross. Did you, have you seen like things with him when he was like getting close to when he died? Cause he was just like sweaty and fat and mumbling. No, he was such an alcoholic. I'm sure. Speaking of cult followings. Um, and then to wrap it up, believe it or not, Moon was cheating on his true parents of mankind wife, the 17 year old. He wasn't what? even faithful to her. And then in 2004, he told an audience in Washington, DC that emperors, kings, and presidents, including Hitler and Stalin, had declared to, and this is the quote, declared to all heaven and earth that Reverend Sun Myung Moon is none other than humanity's savior, messiah, returning lord, and true parent. Uh, disagree. Can't, can't buy into that. (laughs) What? I just, I'd be interested to hear the speech that Hitler gave before this man was born about his, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just would be interesting to me. Well, wait, so that was in 2004. Yeah, he's like 110. So like, now what? Where, where is he? I hope, I don't, oh, I didn't, I didn't get that far. So I didn't really just, look to see if he's alive there, or like, not. like, kicking? Let me just, let me just look really quick. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, his official website. Thank God. You're going to get a virus. Oh, my God. The life work of the Reverend Sun Myung Moon, now in his 93rd year, spans a time of dramatic global transformation from the two world wars, the Cold War, and the dawn of a new millennium. He's not dead? A new time is coming. No. A new time is coming. According to Reverend Moon, his present materialistic age will soon yield to a new age of spirituality, one based on the universal principle of unselfish service to others and a culture of God-centered families where people of all nations, cultures, races, and religions will rejoice together. <gasps> he has a son. <gasps> is he single? This site uses a plugin that may slow Firefox. That's a virus. Oh, that's absolutely a virus, Bobby. Abort mission. <laughs> At the bottom of the page, um, it says a project of the Universal Peace Confederation, and then copyright 2007, UPF, all rights reserved. 2007. I mean, he's like a multi-billionaire. So if he, if he was in his 93rd year in 2007, this would be his 103rd year. He has to be dead. Unless he's the reincarnation of Jesus. Or he's living forever. Right. Is he still alive? Can you confirm? I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, yeah, he died on the 3rd of September, 2012, age 2092. What? Wait, what? How was he 92 in 2012, but it's the 93rd year? Cults, man. They're always lying. They don't know how to do math (laughs) over there. Buy a calculator with those billions. (laughs) They're always lying. I made that billions part up, I think. I'm not sure how much he's worth. I mean, he's probably worth a lot of money. If he was able to keep that cult going for so long and, like, with that many people. Oh, wow. Cults, dude. Oh my god, he even had a meeting with Pope John Paul II. Oh, spicy. <sighs> I hate cults, Bobby. Why? Like, I understand that we're doing things that we hate, but like, God. They're so scary because I'm so easily manipulated that like, I would be like, you know what? You're probably right. Like, if you say it. Yeah, I. if you came to my front door and you were cute enough, I would do anything you asked. I almost switched my cable service the other day because the guy talking to me was cute. Like, that's, I'm so gullible. Um, once I, it was like right around election season last year and this really hot canvasser pulled me over and I pretended like I didn't know what he was talking about so he could teach me. He was like telling me about Bernie Sanders or something. No, it was about Hillary versus (laughs) Trump. And I was like, I don't really know the issues. Like, can you tell me? And he like sat with me for like 10 minutes and talked to me about the issues. Oh, I'm sure he loved to teach you about those things. Honestly, teach me daddy. I'm so sorry. Uh, Alright, so do you think we should, should we wrap it up? Yeah, should we, should we say something that we like so that our audience can get to know us? Uh, um, we got onto Apple Podcasts, that made me really happy. Um, cool. Not really much else good is happening in my life. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be able to pay my rent for October, I mean for November, so that's exciting. Great, good to hear. Um, I'm thinking about defaulting on my student loans, um, considering it. Who needs a good credit score? Yeah, I, um, I really thought... Why don't you say something good? I don't have one. I thought my student loans were going to be a lot less than they apparently are, unless my dad is lying to me. But I guess something that I like, or that I love, is pet sitting. I'm getting paid to literally sit in my apartment and play with a dog. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome living the dream oh something since the last podcast that's kind of cool like a little update i got an editing job it's not paid but it's still an editing job i'm using my major it's a credit though yeah it's a credit i'm working for a credit 
And that's really cool because it was looking pretty bleak there for a while. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm also working as a videographer and an editor for a baking YouTuber. So she's like doing like little baking videos. So I worked with her and the footage turned out really well. And I thought I didn't know how to work the microphone she was using, but I did and everything worked out against all odds. So bless up. Incredible. Snaps. I'm snapping with both fingers. So it sounds like more people are snapping for you. <laughs> Truly incredible. We should record in front of a live audience one day. That would be awful. Let's let's get all of our <laughs> friends together the next time we're both together and just like make them laugh at us. Force them to listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can find us on uh you can email us at I hate H eight that podcast at gmail.com. Um all one phrase. So it's I H eight T H A T p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com send us your comments complaints concerns hate mail um we love we love that shit we love a good criticism uh you can find us on what are our twitter and instagram handles our twitter is i or our twitter is the same as um our gmail so it's i-h-a-t-h-a-t podcast P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That English degree coming through. I panic. Uh, and our Instagram is I hate that podcast spelled out completely. So no H-A-H-A-E-T. Um, yeah. I think that, oh, follow yeah. us, subscribe on iTunes. Um, yeah. Listen please on Please go on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Please, Rate, review, please subscribe, share. and share. I really, like, when I was, uh, when I was, like, just listening to podcasts, I did not understand how important sharing was and, like, rating and reviewing. But it's actually so important, and it would mean a lot to us if you did. Um, yeah, I mean, so we already it. have 11 ratings, but if we could get to 100, that would we be incredible. We have 11 ratings. We have 11 ratings, and we have Ooh. six comments. If we could get more reviews, and we could get 100 ratings, that would really spiral us into the new and noteworthy section, which, if you love our podcast as much as we do, we're trying to make sure as many people hear it as possible. So, I think that's it. So, f- fucking help us with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.